You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 61. Sorry, not sorry, kids and apologies. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. You're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected. This is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Happy October. This is my favorite month of the year because it's my birthday month and because I love fall colors, even though in Florida, we don't really have seasons. But I do have fond memories of autumn in Boston and seeing the leaves change colors there. Now, for Jewish people all around the world, this time of year is considered the holiest time of the year. And if you're listening to this on the day it's released, then tonight we're observing Yom Kippur, also known as the Day of Atonement, when we reflect on our actions over the past year and ask forgiveness from God and each other for our wrongdoings. Every year when I reflect back, I know I could have done better. I'm not perfect. And sometimes apologies are in order. And so I was thinking about why it can be so difficult for me and for so many people to say those two little words, I'm sorry. Well, it goes back to those human brains of ours. When we say we're sorry, it's usually because we're admitting a mistake. And the human brain doesn't like to make mistakes. It doesn't like to be wrong. Think back to episode 58, where I talked about our core need to feel competent. When we experience uncertainty, or we realize that we're mistaken about something, we have a similar threat response in our bodies as though we're being chased by a bear. And so immediately, we put up our defenses, and we want to fight and prove that we're right and that we didn't do anything wrong, and so there's nothing to apologize for. I see this all the time with my students and with my own daughters. The minute someone asks, what happened here? Why is so-and-so upset? They have a visceral reaction of, I didn't do anything. It wasn't me. I didn't do it on purpose. Or they'll turn it around and blame the other person for their behavior. They don't want to take responsibility because admitting they were wrong feels like their very survival is at stake. I found this anonymous quote online that said, apologizing doesn't mean you're wrong and the other person is right. It just means that you value your relationship more than your ego. Isn't that good? Apologizing isn't about being right or wrong or winning or losing. It's not even about you at all. Apologizing is about repairing relationships. So just last week, I had an experience where someone was very upset with me. She took something that I said personally, and she was so angry, she basically wanted to end our relationship. I knew that her anger was coming from her thoughts about what I had said, not from what I had actually said, right? I've talked here before about how our thoughts about a circumstance cause our feelings, not the circumstance itself. And so I knew I wasn't responsible for her feelings. I knew I had done nothing wrong. And because of that, I had compassion for her. And from that place of compassion and empathy, I chose to apologize right away. 
I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That had nothing to do with you. I explained what I had meant by what I said, and I told her how much I valued her in my life. Now, I could totally understand why she was upset. I knew what she was thinking because she told me. And while I didn't take responsibility for that, I did acknowledge that she was hurt about something I had done. She wasn't my client, so it wasn't my place to say, you're feeling that way because of your thoughts, which you're responsible for. (laughs) But I apologized because maintaining my relationship with her was more important to me than being right. Some parents never apologize to their kids because they think it's a sign of weakness or that they'll lose their authority by admitting a mistake. But I think the opposite is true. I think a genuine apology increases trust and connection, which helps to build authority and influence, not wear it away. Kids need role models to demonstrate how to take responsibility, handle mistakes, and apologize with sincerity. How else will they ever feel safe enough to admit their own shortcomings and learn from them? What I see a lot of parents and teachers do, and I've also been guilty of this, is try to force kids to say they're sorry rather than helping them feel sorry so that an apology or an act of kindness eventually comes out of a genuine desire to make amends. Remember that feelings drive behavior. So when kids are flooded with an emotion like fear or anger or shame or embarrassment, it's very hard for them to see another person's perspective and to show remorse. The brain is in fight, flight, or freeze mode and needs time to calm down so it can think logically. Insisting that kids apologize immediately often increases their feelings of anger and shame. We want our kids to feel sorry, not just say they are, because when they just say it out of obligation or feeling pressured, then they don't learn the effect of their actions. They don't learn to take responsibility and they don't learn to change their behavior. How many times have you had the thought, stop telling me you're sorry and start showing me instead? Now, kids aren't born knowing how to feel empathy or identify someone else's feelings, but they are born with the capacity to learn and develop those skills by the time they're about six or seven years old. Our job as parents is to guide them by identifying and naming their feelings, helping them see situations from another person's point of view, And of course, modeling what a sincere apology looks and sounds like. If we expect our kids to take responsibility and change their behavior, we've got to show them how it's done. I want to talk a bit about how you can do that, and then I want to talk about how to help your kids with their apologies. First, I want you to consider apologizing to your kids anytime you behave in a way you wouldn't want them to behave, especially when they call you out on it. For example, when you aren't paying attention to what they're saying because you're looking at your phone and they say, mom, you always get upset with us when we do that. Say, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry. I'm putting my phone away right now. Second, try to see the situation from their point of view. Even if you think they're upset over something inconsequential, if it's important to them, then make an effort to apologize and validate their feelings. For example, you might say, Yesterday, I said we could go to the park after school, and then I broke my promise to you. I'm so sorry. I know how disappointed and angry you were. Third, take full responsibility for your actions without making excuses or blaming your kids, as in, I'm sorry I yelled, but I had a bad day at work, or I'm sorry for raising my voice, but I wouldn't have needed to if you hadn't been disrespectful to me first. 
Being in emotional adulthood means taking 100% responsibility for your thoughts, feelings, and actions. Be careful not to apologize for things that aren't actually your responsibility. For instance, when your child neglects to do a homework assignment and gets a zero, don't say, I'm sorry I didn't remind you. Remembering to do his homework is his responsibility. Finally, offer a way to make things right or repair the situation. Going back to the example of not going to the park when you promised, make a point of going at your very next opportunity. Show that your apology was sincere by supporting it with action. Some parents, like kids, apologize often but never change their behavior. Their words eventually fall on deaf ears. Children of these parents learn that they can't trust an apology because it isn't backed by action. We've all known people who think the words I'm sorry will magically make everything better simply by saying them. But just as we know an insincere or contrived apology when we hear one, so do our kids. Understand that a heartfelt apology sometimes fixes things right away. And other times it might take a while for kids to feel open and loving again. Give them time to do that. Okay, now that I've given you some suggestions for how to model apologies with your kids, Let's talk about how to help them apologize to others. Let's say your son insulted a boy named Sam by calling him stupid. You want to become genuinely curious, not furious about this. Ask your son in a non-threatening, non-judgmental way what happened. If he thinks he's in trouble or that you're angry, he's likely to just say, I don't know, or blame Sam for something. But if you can reassure him that you're asking because you truly want to understand the situation, he's more likely to open up and tell you. I don't recommend you say, you hurt Sam's feelings, but instead say, Sam's feelings were hurt when you said that. It may sound trivial to you, but we want our kids to understand that everyone is responsible for his or her own feelings and that they don't have the power to make anyone feel anything. Then you can ask something like, What do you suppose Sam was thinking that caused him to feel hurt? Can you see how he would think that? What could you say or do to make things better between you now? He may choose to write Sam a letter. He may choose to apologize verbally or do something else entirely. You can also ask, if you could go back in time and do things differently, what would you do and why? So you're opening up a conversation and an opportunity for your son to learn from his mistake rather than shutting him down with a punishment and a forced apology. When your kids disrespect you or break a rule and you can keep this same level of openness, chances are much higher that they'll eventually apologize to you on their own and you'll know it's sincere. Look, I know this stuff sounds great in theory and it's not always easy to implement. My goal is to bring your awareness to these issues so that the next time you find yourself in a situation where an apology would be helpful, you can try one of these suggestions or think in a new way. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast and you're ready to take these concepts a step further by applying them to your own life, listen up. There are only three months left in 2019, and I want you to go into the new year feeling calm, confident, and in control when it comes to your parenting. I do not apologize for that. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up for your free mini session with me today to see if my coaching is right for you. Have a fantastic week, mama, and I'll talk to you next time. 
Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com.